All right, hello, church. Hey. <laughs> that's a church that's had a hard week. It's been a tough week for a lot of people. So um, you'll see, I, I was almost completely successful in picking out songs that all started with O. It's true. It's true. But I failed at the last minute. We, we threw one, one more in there. But uh, it's funny how many Christmas songs start with O. And so this is me kind of talking as people can come in. But it is true. There's a lot of O songs. We're starting with Oh Holy Night. And uh, here, here we go. Oh, we're going to start. Oh, we're going to start with a little word prayer. Thank you, God, that we can be here, that we can praise you. We can think about Christmas and you being born in Bethlehem so many years ago. Amen. That's not the key I wanted. There we go. All right. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our I'm really messing this up here. I'm going to try one more time. For some reason, I'm really nervous about Christmas songs, but we'll see how it goes. Here we go. <laughs> That's why we start when there's nobody in here. It's great. All right, here we go. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly Sweet hymn of joy, 
Good morning, church. Sorry about my voice. Uh, this is what getting better sounds like to me, so please bear with me. Um, today, reading the Advent, um, this uh, I'm one of the teachers in the Treehouse and Garden, um, and this is a collection of our Summit kids. Um, so they've gone through Garden, they've gone through Treehouse, and now these are our fourth and fifth graders. And one of our teachers, Amanda Kynes, would call it Bible study. So we get the pleasure of teaching these kiddos, myself, Amanda Hines, Ben Hoskins. Um, we rotate teaching these kiddos, and they are fantastic and amazing, and the insights that they bring are just wonderful. Um, it's such a pleasure to see um, their learning and the love that they have for God. Um, so they today get to share in the Advent reading with us. Our passage today brings the birth of Christ. Luke 1, 28 through 38. The angel greeted her and said, the Lord has blessed you in a special way. He is with you. Mary was upset because of his words. She wondered what kind of greeting this could be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. God is very pleased with you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son. You must call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high God. The Lord will make him a king like his father David of long ago. The son of the most high God will rule forever over his people. They are from the family line of Jacob. The kingdom will never end. How can this happen? Mary asked the angel. I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High God will cover you. So the Holy One that is born will be called the Son of God. Your relative Elizabeth will have a child, even though she is old. People thought she could not have children, but she has become pregnant for six months now. That's because what God says will happen will always come true. I serve the Lord, Mary answered. May it happen to me just as you said it would. And the angel left her. Now, will you join with us in our benediction? For all, for those whose life has been stuck on pause, may you know the comfort and presence of God who waits with us. May we hold whose darkness feels everlasting, remember that pure light has entered the world and the darkness has not overpowered it. Come, come Lord Jesus, as we wait for you. May we see Christ, the despised one, Christ who loved the outsider, who tastes bitterness and endured death. May he comfort us in our distress and disturb us in our comfort. What we all experience is endless waiting and fruitlessness. Give us the strength to look up and forward to you. May we long for the taste of heaven, our true home and future home. May we who carry weariness and pain receive sustenance from a savior who entered and exited the world with a cry of distress. Come Lord Jesus as we wait for you. May we who have grown too comfortable among the twinkly lights of this world see a fresh and true and glorious light of Christ. As we remember the great cloud of witnesses who waited in faith for your coming on earth, Sarah and Abraham and the patriarchs, 
Isaiah and the prophets, Zechariah, Elizabeth, and John, Joseph and Mary, and all those unnamed saints who cried out for salvation, we may join our voice with theirs and pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus, come. All right, here we go. Uh, actually, if, if everyone wants to get on up, or you can still stay seated if you really want to. Here we go. A little town in Bethlehem. Still we see the light above thy deep and dreamless sleep. The silent stars go by, yet in the dark streets shine the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the youth are met in. tidings tell oh come to us abide with us our Lord Oh. 
on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Maybe see it. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome everybody to the sanctuary and welcome all those who are in Zoom this morning. Um, it's a beautiful morning. We're getting close to that day of Saturday when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. I'm up here, my name is Harvey. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, sharing things together and I would encourage you to share what's on your heart this morning because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, aren't we? And so I want to invite those who would like to share something with us to raise your hand, and I will limp over and we can talk about it. And this is, there we go, okay, here we go. Good morning, my name is Laura, and I'm a public school teacher, high school teacher. I teach um, French in Avondale High School, which is in Auburn Hills. And um, I've heard somebody say that this time is God sightings, and I had one in my French one class this past week. Um, I have four kids who uh, have become friends in French class. They didn't know each other prior. And um, one young lady came in and she said, I'm just so filled with anxiety right now. And uh, I said, oh, honey, and, and the boy who sits next to her said, can I pray for you? And she said, like, you know, kind of scrunched up her face, and she said, yeah. And then another girl from across the room said, I want to be in on this. And she came over, and then um, a boy who's a special needs boy said, um, Jesus is so important to me. I want to be a part of this, too. And the three kids laid their hands on Sophie and they prayed for her and she started crying and she said, you can do that for me every day. <laughs> it was just a really beautiful moment. Oh, thank you. Someone else would like to share. While you're thinking about raising your hand on me and make an announcement that uh, Sharon Butchery had her surgery on her knee and uh, she had to spend one night in the hospital, but. Um, Dan is picking her up as we speak, so praise God for that. Good morning. Um, most of you have known me the last couple of months. I started coming here in October, and I was uh, battling some kind of a lot of health stuff, and I would say the last about 10 months I've been on a cleanse and detoxing for, I've had over 30 different symptoms and illnesses. Uh, the last 10 years I've been to over 20, 30 doctors to try to figure out what is really going on in my body. Um, and I just had, I think just uh, pressing on my heart this morning to share because I know that there's so many people struggling with chronic illness and I feel like it's important to tell people that they can heal. Um, I've been on this cleanse for about 10 months and most of my symptoms are 60 to 80% gone. Um, and I would say that 
I've had ups and downs and good days and bad days, but I think it's so true that God finds us in our like most dire states and he's I've never been so close to God at this moment in my life and I feel like he uses things like this to bring us closer to him and I just wanted to share that because I feel like there's so many people in the midst of the suffering wondering where he is and I feel like that's when he is the closest that's when he wants us to lean into him the most and depend on him and I feel like that's been happening recently and I just wanted to share Yes. Beautiful sharing. Thank you. Anybody else? Oh, somebody on Zoom. Okay. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Good, good. So, uh, yeah, Sharon had a successful partial uh, knee replacement uh, on Friday. She came home yesterday. Um, she's right now got a uh, physical therapist uh, working with her, but um, you know God sightings. It's a, it's amazing. When she injured her knee, we were at the uh, we were at the at church, and uh, and wouldn't you know our pew mate uh, Betsy Conley, she had injured her knee as well. And so as we were talking with her, she's the one that referred us to the doctor who did the surgery, and on top of that, she. Uh, loaned us this ice machine that uh, is great for icing up your knee and everything. So just from those connections, and you know, if, if Betsy had uh, and we'd been you know separated by a few more pews, maybe that none of that would have happened. But God has ways of putting us together, and uh, and that was so special. Um, and then uh, you know they put together the meal train for us and. Uh, Yesterday, Amanda Hines came over to, to deliver some soup, and uh, we ended up having our own church service there. Just a uh, great time sharing and telling stories of, of uh, sharing witnesses of what the Lord's been working. Even in our hard times, as the sister just shared, sometimes it's in the hard times that the Lord shows up in ways that we've never imagined. And so I just want to bear witness to that and, uh, and thank the Lord and thank you all for all you've done uh, to support us during our time of uh, challenge. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you. That's great. Anyone else? Yes. Um, talking about the power of connections, which I think connections are really important. And I find it really funny that, um, you know, it, Sometimes there's a, a long span between, you know, seeing people and having things happen. But uh, a couple of months ago, Gemma, my youngest, who's uh, almost 10, got involved in community theater. And uh, when we went for her first audition, um, I ran into an old friend. And it was somebody that um, she was one of my, probably one of my best friends at a period of time in my life. Um, when we did playgroup back at Genesis, she and her family had gone to Genesis, and uh, it was just crazy running into her because I hadn't seen her in or talked to her because she's not on the internet so uh, much. Um, I hadn't seen her in probably 12 or 13 years, and at the time when we were really good friends back then, um, 
we both experienced miscarriages around the same time and it was at that time one of like the most painful times at least of my life um but it was just funny because here we are with with, with our youngest kids um she went on to have two more kids i went on to have two more kids and our youngest kids were now in this play together um and it was just really cool to get to see that. And then there was also uh, another family from Genesis involved, and so I got to see them. And um, I, uh, I don't know. It was just it was really, it was really nice to see that. You know, when I think back to it, you know, like wow, this is this is really cool. You know, getting to see how this turned out. And and I don't really believe in coincidences like that. I just you know, it was just it was really neat to see how it how it turned out. Thank you. Yes, you can applaud. Anyone else? Okay, let me, let me just say this, that uh, Pastor Bo's teaching uh, this morning, I am really excited because he's going to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Not often, not often do we get to have that type of teaching. And I told Pastor Bo before service started that... Uh, I'm very happy about that. And just a side note, a little levity and a little lighter thing about Mary. Uh, you know, nothing's recorded about Jesus and his really younger lives. So I wonder if, how often Mary had to say, Jesus, you really need to get a haircut. Yeah, right? And Jesus, you're not getting up off this table till you eat everything on your plate. And then next and lastly, she goes into Jesus' bedroom and he said, Jesus, come in here and clean your room. Do you think you were born in a barn? So that's it. That's my levity. <laughs> okay, time for announcements. Oh, look at that shirt. I love it. That's great. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Uh, my name is Greg, and uh, welcome to Genesis. Let me get up here. Yeah, we're so glad you're here with us today. Um, please take a moment to let us know you're here by filling out either the digital connection card on our website or the physical card, green card in your pew. If you're new to Genesis, you can text new to Genesis, all one word, to 94000, and that'll just sign you up for our text stuff. It's not that much. Um, yeah, uh, you can place that physical green card in the wooden box at the back of the sanctuary. This is also where you can place your offering if you have brought it with you. Thank you. And also thank you to all who give online or through text. This Wednesday, we'll be holding our Blue Christmas service at 6 p.m. This service is intended to make space for those who are not experiencing this season with joy or lightness, but instead of heaviness or loss or grief. Uh, Wednesday, the day of the service is winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year. So it seems appropriate that would make space for those of us that are experiencing a Blue Christmas this year. We invite cards for you to take, and that looks like this. You'll find those in the lobby. Um, we'll be having our candlelight service at 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Uh, there's no child care provided. Um, and then also we're not meeting next Sunday. So uh, Christmas Eve service at 5 p.m. is instead of that. Um, and we have these invite cards for you to take uh, to... Uh, yeah, just encourage anybody who might need a home on Christmas Eve to join us. 
Uh, Genesis, the church is partnering with the Open Table Collective for a gathering on January 14th, it's a Saturday, where we will make time and space for reflecting on our calling as we think about what we want to stop and start in 2023. Please join us uh, for this three-hour morning event where we will have the opportunity to engage in practical activities that care for our souls while dreaming with each other and God about the future. It's Saturday, January 14th from 9 to 12. Three hours sounds like a lot, but it's like a class and it went by really fast, the last one I went to. Um, we're gonna release the middle school for connection. And while we do that, uh, we have a video to play for that open table. Hey Genesis the Church, my name is Danny Cox and this is Nicole Wilson. And we are thrilled that your pastor Bo has invited us to spend a morning with you January 14th 2023. I can't even believe I'm saying 2023. It's only two weeks away. I used to be with a church called Kensington Church for over two decades. And so this feels a bit like a homecoming because I know that we were part of planning your beautiful community. Plus, I just love and treasure my friendship with Bo. Uh, since leaving Kensington, we started a new organization called the Open Table Collective. And the Open Table Collective is a organization that's Jesus-centered, and committed to curating courageously receptive spaces and places for all people to come and discover more well-being and flourishing. And so our dream for that morning in January is to curate a space where we can breathe a little bit, we can recenter ourselves, we can learn a little bit, and then start to dream for the future. We're in a season of giving, but sometimes the real life that surrounds that giving can leave us feeling depleted. And so for our morning in January, we wanna offer a time of receiving. On this day, we will follow the example of Jesus and set aside time to allow exercises that can permeate God's love through us so that we can think about some of the things that we need to stop and start in 2023 so that we can flourish in our journey with Jesus. So there you have it. Hey, we really hope that we get to see you in January. But until then, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. Oh, and by the way, just hassle Bo just a little bit for me. <laughs> that sounds like a good event. Um, if you've been wondering, my sweater has sloths on scooters on them. So if uh, when we release for connection, if you need a talking point uh, with someone maybe you haven't talked to before, um, what's the ugliest Christmas sweater that you've ever seen? Uh, so go ahead and meet someone new.
And we're on. Yeah, there we go. Good morning. Welcome and welcome into the Advent season. We've been practicing Advent together. We still have some chocolate Advent calendars out front. That means you can eat three pieces of chocolate a day coming up this next week if you want to grab one. If you don't want to grab one for yourself, we say please grab them for a neighbor or somebody else. If you know somebody who would just want one, we would love to get rid of them. Otherwise, we will save them until next year, and then you might have stale chocolate next year. So grab an Advent calendar. With that, we put out a digital calendar with some daily practices that were part of them for all of us in our waiting. In these, some of the long nights and long days, then they have a prayer simple prayers, like just something to do each night. Uh, there's a simple scripture reading. Um, and then on certain, on every day, there's a suggested activity. And sometimes those fit and work, and sometimes they don't. And last week, we encouraged uh, hot chocolate with a friend and participating. Did anybody get to participate in any of the Advent activities. Anybody experience just a little bit of hope through those activities over this last week? Any, any hot chocolate takers? I, I, I know the, uh, you, you did the hot chocolate with a friend. How'd it go? It happened. <laughs> well, good. It's not meant to be mind-blowing or spectacular or maybe heaven falls on earth. It's just meant to be with people. And that is good. And we're trying to lower the bar, be, be with people. I know that Deb and Roy uh, hosted on Tuesday night. And Nate and I heard Nate and Marty and Dan came and, and were able to hang out together. My family got sick this last week, and so we were down for the whole week uh, with that, and maybe yours did too. But I want to encourage you again into these rhythms, these simple patterns. And so this week we have a couple that we just wanted to prep you with. Well, one of the activities of belonging, as we mentioned, is the Blue Christmas. And that's for just somebody who says this season is not filled with joy currently, and it's just a chance to, to sit and to be and to say, this is where I am. And then to gather with others who might say we're in that same spot. And so that's happening on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. And if you're not in that spot, then don't know, you don't have to come. This is not like, oh, I need to come. It's, we're going to create, we're curating a space and a time for people who say this season is one of mourning, of hardship, of sorrow, has been one more of pain. I am not feeling the light of the season. And so um, that would be an hour. I mean, you, if you're planning to bring your kids, bring them. We've got, there's no childcare, but they will not be a distraction. And so everyone is welcome for that. One of the things we wanted to give you is we have some cards here. And one of the activities this week is to send a note to someone who's experiencing a blue Christmas, meaning somebody you know who's just experiencing hardship, heaviness, sorrow, pain, depression, anxiety. I mean, we, we, we sat in here and we heard these stories of uh, testimonies of either seasons or people we know who are, you know, as 
You're sharing about the story. Laura was sharing about the story of the, of the child in her class who's, who's saying out loud, I'm having a lot of anxiety. And we all, when she says that, could actually probably think of one person we know whose anxiety is heightened in this season. Or who's going through a really hard, hard season. And so we have these cards, and our encouragement this week is to grab one and to send it to someone who's experiencing a blue Christmas and to, to let them know you thought of them. And you can just put a kind word for them, whatever that might be. Like, I care about you. I thought of you. And to send this to them or drive it to their house and bring it to them to know you are not forgotten and unseen, but I see you. And so that's one of the, the, the ways. And so we've got all these cards here. We'd love for you to take one. And we'd love for you to think about who, who's the person. I have two people who have come to my mind. I've got a family member whose anxiety has just gone through the roof and is struggling bad. And so I thought of her. And then I had a, another friend whose marriage is just crumbling. And, um, and he is just wrecked. And so those are the two who this season are like, oh, it is not light. And so um, would you grab a card? Would you, would, would you do that? And so um, you can, I, we're going to stick these by the door as you go out. So feel free to grab one and send that as we kind of participate in this together. We also have some blue Christmas invitations. If you think of somebody who wants to go to that, uh, we, would, we would love you do that. So we'll stick these by the door so you can grab those and send them. And then the other thing before we start the scripture today is I've got um, scriptures because I, I want you guys to handle this text today. And so can I get some helpers? Charlotte, would you help me a little bit? Pass these out to everybody. Anybody else? Do I have any other helpers? Everybody needs one. And so this is the, the scripture we're going to be looking at today, and Harvey is pumped. Today is the story of Mary, but the context of Luke chapter 1 is about two pregnant women. And so there is no better person to speak about two pregnant women than a man. And I tell you what, I'm embarrassed to be teaching today. Uh, I, I, I tell you, I made every effort, as I love to have our teachers and our women teachers in our community can do so, and today, just the teachers, that, that people were sick, out of town, too, they could not do it. And I was like, Nate, I am not going to talk about, we can't have a man talk about Mary. And so, we're going to, I mean, you can, but we're going to do it a little bit different. What I love about this story, but it is, it's a story of two pregnant women one of them gets pregnant a little bit too late, and that's Elizabeth, meaning that she was advanced in her years, in her and her husband, and then God meets her, and she gets pregnant. And the other one gets pregnant too early. The timing of both of them is terrible. But yet, this is the story. And it's the story of God. And in this story, what's going to be so cool today, in these narratives, and in this Luke chapter 1, the focus is women. 
And in this portion of Luke, it's them who are opening their mouths and, and praising. No men were needed. Actually, the men got in the way when Zechariah and the angel comes to Zechariah, who is Elizabeth's husband, and says, you're going to have a baby. We're going to come. This baby is going to be this forerunner for the purposes of God. He's going to do really good things. Zechariah is a priest. He's a man who's been put in charge of the systems in Israel, and he doesn't believe it. The one who knows the stories, and he doesn't believe it. And so he's silenced. It'd almost be hysterical all of a sudden if I was silenced. Like, and, other, and other voices would have to be heard as he's silenced. Elizabeth's voice is opened. And so today we're going we're gonna to look at that, and uh, it's this opportunity for all of us to put our, our fingers on this text this story opens, the one, the one we're going to look at is, this, is a story of when Mary goes and visits her aunt Elizabeth, and when Mary opens her mouth and just does her greeting, the Holy Spirit falls upon Elizabeth. When she just opened her mouth and spoke, hello, and by her voice the Spirit of God fell. And so, I, I wanted to create a little bit more time for more voices. Our own voices and the voices here. Knowing that when we open our mouths, there's just opportunity. And even this morning, for those of you who have spoken, who opened your mouths in here, an opportunity for all of us to experience the Holy Spirit from what you're saying. And so that's our hope today. And so, Father, come and meet us. If, you were with us, if you've been with us and you've been reading those prayers, the, the prayer this week was like, oh, you are the creator and you are the parent of all, the mother and father of all, God. You are that. Come and dwell among us today. Open our ears to the beauty of your hope. Amen. So uh, I want to read, I'll read this story. And then you guys all have a copy as well. And the reading that took place a little bit earlier is the, the, what happened just before this. There's been two angel visitations. The angel came to Zechariah, as we heard, and he didn't believe it and said, Elizabeth, your wife, who's much older, is going to have a baby. And then the next story, an angel comes to Mary and says, Mary, you're you're chosen, you're favored, and this is what we heard. You are going to have a baby. And Mary's like, how? Uh, I'm a virgin. Not married. Not yet. She was betrothed. She was engaged. And the angel says, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. And Mary ends that with this, saying, I'm the Lord's servant, let it be. Whatever, just as you've said, let it be. And Mary consents to whatever is coming. And this is where the story immediately goes in Luke. Chapter 1, verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. So this is the story. Two pregnant mothers expecting on this journey. Elizabeth speaks to Mary, and then Mary praises God. These are the two two voices within this story that we want to look at this morning and just kind of pause in this waiting. And so in this beautiful story, I want us to just take a moment, take in a deep breath, and read this a second time. And as we do, I just want you to either, you have two options as we read it the second time, and I might actually ask you if there's somebody who'd be willing to, to be another voice to um, read this aloud for us one more time. But, but as you do, so two options. You can either read along with the copy that you have, and then as you do, if there's any word or phrase that sort of hits your soul, that connects with you, one word or a phrase or something that seems to illuminate, that jump off, I want you to underline it or circle it. Or the other thing you can do is just close your eyes and just listen. It's okay if you get distracted, but we just want to go through it one more time. And then is there anybody in here who'd be willing to, to read it for us? Oh, Heather, you'd be willing? That'd be wonderful. I've got a microphone up here in, in the... You wouldn't mind. And so as Heather reads this a second time, I just want to invite you either to read along. And we're kind of listen. You know, so you can listen, you can use your copy, you can write on it. There's a pencil in front of you. Um, is there a phrase that speaks to your soul? Is there something that stands out to you most? So just be listening. What stands out? What captures your imagination? So options. You can close your eyes and listen. Or you can read along and use your paper and underline. And Heather's going to read it to us again. Thank you. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things and he has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. And Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. Thank you, Heather. All right, so you have the chance to kind of listen again. Pause again. If there was something, if there was a phrase, what, what seemed to move your soul? Were there any words that stood out to you, that seemed to speak to you, that captured you? And so I just want to invite you, just turn to somebody near to you. And there's some people who've got some quite a bit of space in between them. And as Dan was saying that we have these opportunities to kind of connect with each other. So turn to, turn to somebody around you and, you know, you know, make that awkward, maybe eye contact, hey, who me, maybe, you know, and share with them. What, what was the phrase? What, what stood out? And your answer can be, if you're like, ah, I did it, but I, I, nothing really... Nothing really grabbed my attention, or maybe I just need a second. That can be your answer. That's okay. But for anyone else, kind of look around, share with them. What grabbed you? Anything stand out? Anything capture your attention? So turn to someone near you and, and share a couple things, one thing that stood out to you.
Absolutely. Oh, somebody's got a flat tire. What? Somebody's got a flat tire. Ammo. Ammo. All right. Did you have? Did you have some conversations? Kathy shared for me what grabbed her attention. Would you, be, would you mind to share even just a, a little bit of what stood out to you, Kathy, from it, the, the phrase or the line? I guess I just went with the most obvious one which to me was, you're blessed because you believe. You know, uh, if you don't believe, you might not even know that you've been blessed. Um, and just being blessed because you believe that the Lord did what the Lord said that he would do. So it just seemed to be a simple statement of faith that just me seemed obvious but then again sometimes it's not obvious to us when we're being blessed yeah and I think there's something so true it's not obvious to the majority of us especially when we're in scenarios that might be incredibly terrifying with lots of uncertainty and insecurity and and yet that's being spoken that blessing that's awesome Kathy Anybody else have somebody who said something around them that you want to point out or be willing to share what stood out to you to open your mouth, to give your greeting from this? You don't have to. Oh, Carol, I love it. And Carol was named Christmas Carol. Your birthday is on Christmas. And so, I mean, if there's, Carol, we've got to hear what you're going to say to this, so. That's awesome. I might have accidentally turned the mic off. I don't know. Yeah, it was off or it died. Here we go. Try again there, Carol, so that people on Zoom can hear what you have to say and it's your greeting so the Holy Spirit will come. What jumped out to me was uh, the leaping of the baby and, and uh, Elizabeth's womb and, and because of the connection that John the Baptist had with Jesus and that all this was God's plan and uh, that they were cousins and able to share this uh, wonderful thing together. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. McKenna is right over here and she's been aching for her fourth child for any moment. I think your like, due days has been passed or it's tomorrow or something, but just waiting. Has the baby leapt yet this morning at the sound of anyone's voice? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a lot of room to move anymore. <laughs> uh, but she she has moved a lot, and so I just I can't imagine what that would be like to feel her move in response to the Holy Spirit or like another person. That'd be crazy. So. I do feel like I relate well to both mothers in this story. Like, I'm almost considered a geriatric pregnancy, <laughs> according to modern standards. And we also didn't think that we could get pregnant with this baby. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. Thank you. And I know you're aching for that child to come. So God, thank you for the baby girl that is there. And so would you pray with me too? And so Lord, oversee McKenna, oversee James, oversee their children, these days to come, the uncertainty of these days, the uncomfortability with these days, the vulnerability in these days. In Jesus' help, send your peace, send your comfort. We praise you for the good that has come. This, this baby that is good, we celebrate with them. Call her forth, God. Amen. Anybody else? Oh, Jerry, I love it. Um, what stood out to me was that Elizabeth said, why am I so honored? And then Mary also said, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And it just, I feel like so many women I know, um, we discussed this in our, our group here, but uh, like just why am I worthy of this honor? Or, you know, we had talked about uh, women in general just are second too. And so that just stood out to me um, that even, even these women who, I mean, they rejoiced and they called themselves blessed as well, but initially, they felt that way, and I know so many women that also feel that way. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jerry. Oh. No, I, I just had a question, probably for you, but um, uh, Elizabeth and Mary were pregnant at the same time, right? Yes. Okay. So when uh, Mary and Joseph had to flee the area, did Elizabeth have to flee also? Do you know mm -hmm. offhand, or is, is that on record anywhere, or it's not in the Bible, or mm -mm. I'm just curious about that. That's a great question. Super question, yeah. It would assume so. We know that John doesn't get killed, so we know that John Liz, but he wandered into the wilderness, but it's a great question. Did somebody else have, anybody else? This is wonderful. We're meant to put our hands on the scriptures and all of us as a community. No one person holds it all. Uh, a world where people were oppressed and held in systems where they held no power. But yet God is going to reach them. So I just want to have a couple more observations as we look into this for those of us who are waiting. And you've heard a lot of good news today from different voices. And so maybe we continue to open our ears to what God might want to be saying to us. And I've loved it from, from Laura's good news that she shared with us about somebody speaking out loud, their anxiety, and then other people gathering around and saying, let us pray for you. Let us pray for you. And then Katie sharing that good news of just the hope to people who are in chronic illness of God seeing us with us. The hope for healing 
the hope for well-being and flourishing, even if you've waited a long time, which Katie said, what, 10 years, you said? But that hope within that context of, of waiting. Angie even sharing about the context changing over the years, but having people in our lives who are with us in hard moments. But these are beautiful. I want to turn us just a couple spaces into this story. And so the first part is I want to look a little bit at what Mary had to say. And Jerry, you kind of brought this up to this humility of Mary speaking these words of blessing uh, over, over her. And what's so cool about these words, let's look, just hold up for a minute on the words of Elizabeth over Mary. And so she hears the greeting and the Holy Spirit fills her. And then she speaks out loud, and she not only is filled with the Holy Spirit, but the baby who is a forerunner, who's going to point to the world about Jesus. He's going to be one who's set in the stage, and he's going to point to Messiah. John came for this specific reason in order to declare, because God told him, he says, I, I am going to point to the Lamb of God. I, I'm going to, this, this is going to happen. He's going to prepare this way. And in pregnancy, the voice of Mary, all of a sudden, the baby notices it and leaps. It's so cool. Elizabeth was even told that John would be filled from birth or in the womb with the Spirit. So I assume when Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit, so was the baby. But she says these words over Mary, and Mary was just told by Gabriel, you're going to have a baby, and, and Joseph's going to have not a part in this baby. Yes, Joseph is going to step in, and an angel is going to reveal this to him in a future time, but this baby is going to be called the Son of the Most High. You're going to get pregnant through the shadow of the Holy Spirit. And so Mary's told this and she agrees with it. But this puts her at odds. This is going to put her at odds with her community. who is super religious and polite. This is going to put her at odds with other people who are, who are looking at this story. This happens. I mean, she goes away with Joseph after they, after they do get married and she's pregnant with Jesus. She goes away to Bethlehem where his family is from and they have relatives and no one takes them in. You have to ask that question, why not? I mean, this is a civilization who's built around hospitality. Why would they not take her in? And she's pregnant. And you have to believe there was some shame that was marked around them in the way that it was presumed. You did it wrong. You're shameful. Now we've added up the months and the math doesn't compute. Now we heard the story that you, you increased when the marriage was going to take place out of convenience. We heard the story, Mary showed up back home and her belly was swollen. Yeah, we, we, we know the story. And so that is going to be carried with Mary. That rumor and those ideas are upon her for the rest of her days. And, and even worse stories are coming her way. But she gets the news, and immediately she goes to Elizabeth because the angel says, 
your, um, your family member, Elizabeth, who is, who is old, has never had kids, she's pregnant too. So the angel tells her. And she's like, okay, God's, God's doing this. And I assume someone rolls through a town. It's like, yeah, we're going to go see Elizabeth and Zachariah. And Mary's like, I have to go. And she does. So she gets told, she gets told immediately from the angel, the Holy Spirit's going to do this. Mary is just now pregnant, barely. And she rolls off to see Elizabeth. No one knows anything. Nobody. Mary shows up. She says hello in the Holy Spirit. The baby leaps in Elizabeth's womb, and the Holy Spirit fills her. And then Elizabeth speaks, and she says, you're blessed. Oh, you're blessed. And Elizabeth mentions the baby that's in her. How does she know? Well, it's the Holy Spirit, and God, we don't know, but she knows. She's like, oh, and the baby in you is blessed. And not only that, she knows this. She knows, she says, oh, how is it that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Meaning she knows that the baby that's in Mary, she calls him Lord, Master. Like, like this is the one. This is, a, this is a Savior. This is a Messiah coming. And she speaks this over Mary. And as Kathy said, she finishes it with the blessing. Like a beatitude when Jesus in Matthew 5, it begins this beautiful teaching with these beatitudes. And it says this, blessed are those, blessed are the poor, because the kingdom of God is theirs. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because they'll be filled. Okay, Jesus says these blessings, and so Elizabeth does a blessing over Mary. because she, The Spirit shows her, and she knows, she says this, blessed are those who hear what God's going to do and believes it, which Mary had. She blesses her. She speaks over her. She calls her favored. She blesses the baby. She has this moment of reprieve when no one else is going to respond this way. No one on earth. Heaven responds. The angels, you know the story, they're responding this way. They're freaking out. And so is Elizabeth with the help of the Holy Spirit. But this is God. This is God giving Mary a friend who can bless and speak over her. And so I ask you this question. Who are the Elizabeths in your life? They're the ones who yet when your world is like upside down and it feels really crappy or you're like you're in isolation, you're forgotten, you're lonely, you're in distress, you're living in insecurity and um, you're, you're struggling. They're the ones who speak blessing over you. They somehow see something different and they speak encouragement over you. They, um, they're aware of all of the mess, but the, the mess doesn't seem to freak them out. They just begin to speak blessing and encouragement over you. Do you have an Elizabeth like that? Who, who are those people? Is there somebody like, that comes to your mind? I have a friend who is my Elizabeth, and I told him, I'm like, oh, you're, you're my Elizabeth, 
because I, I can sometimes look at the circumstances of my own life, the heaviness of it, the, 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 the wearisome of it, the way it all looks, and yet when I'm with him, he speaks blessing over me and over my circumstances and, and over this. I'm like, oh, you're my, you're my Elizabeth. Thank you for speaking blessing over me and seeing what God is doing. Do you have somebody? Or somebody that you recall a moment and they did that for you? If so, I just want, I want to encourage them. Tell, let them know. Like you, you're a real encourager for me. You see this, and I'm, I'm grateful for you in that way. And so if you have someone in that, they're a gift from God. And then who, who are you that for? Who are you seeing right now? That for whatever reason, you're aware of the heaviness that they're in. You're aware of the uncertainty and the insecurity, the moments that they're in. But you see it and you have such hope for them. Love for them. You see God over them. You have hope for their future. You see goodness on them. You, and for a reason, you see that. Could you tell them? Maybe that's the note. Maybe that's the person you're meant to send this to because we all need Elizabeths. You don't make it through life without Elizabeths who can speak over all the circumstances and breathe the hope and the blessings of God upon you, and they are true. That encourage you to say, well done. You're, doing, you're, you're hanging in there. You're holding tight, and, and, and God is pleased. How blessed are you because you've, you've believed God's going to take care of you. You believe believing in the, you're holding on. You're holding on in the midst of life being hard. Keep going. How beautiful do you have those people? One last bit, and then we're going to close. Mary then speaks up after she receives this blessing. And this is super famous. There's actually some traditions who won't even read this. There are certain places when these words have been like outlawed because they are so subversive. There's such a reversal in this language. Mary is poor in an oppressed people among a people who are inhabited by another force. The Herod, who was just a brutal leader, was in charge, and then he was receiving power from Rome. And Harry, uh, and, and not Harry, but Mary. I have been watching the Harry and Meghan Markle thing, a bit of it. There are some parts that connect in these stories, right? If you haven't, you haven't watched that and some of the crazy systems of power and, and um, racism and all that, it's whoo. All right, but back to Mary. Uh, Mary opens her mouth and, and her mouth, and she begins to speak for oppressed people. Now, this can make some of us uncomfortable, or others filled with hope. When it comes to the global poor, 
80% of the world live on $20 less a day of income. That's 80%. 10% of the world live on like $1.90 a day. 80% live on that. 85% live on under $30 a day. So that's just like economics and stuff like that. That's the world. And so when, when the scriptures are read, when Mary is read, boy, who's reading it and the context it's coming to means a ton. And so majority of us, it's, it, it's sort of helpful. It'd be helpful to have someone who's experienced their experience, because their experience is poverty, oppression, systems that have, have come upon them. The majority of the world will read this differently than especially me, the white male in the United States. And so part of us is just having these ears that God would grace us with to hear these words of Mary differently. We might find them uncomfortable, but yet to know they breathe so much hope for the majority of the world. These revolutionary words are not words that are meant to raise people to bear arms with weapons and to attack and to kill, but they are words that are speaking about a reversal and disruption, and they are revolutionary in their nature. And we know that Jesus is the one who picks up these same words and says exactly the same thing as saying, I, I've been, I came to do this, to set the oppressed free. I came to bring good news to the poor. I came to let the year of God's favor be known to all. Not with weapons, but he's going to disrupt systems and powers, and he's going to come against all of the tyranny to undo death, sin, and Satan. And yet there's still systems that are in place, even right now, that are not as they should be. And yet we would say that Jesus, what Jesus started and has done is bringing disruption as the people of God say yes and begin to bring mending into this world of oppression. So let's just look again at Mary's words. In 51 to 53, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. And he has helped his servant Israel remember to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors and to Abraham and his children forever. And that promise that God made to Abraham and the ancestors, this promise of this reversal was this. All of the nations of the world will be blessed through the descendants of Abraham. The world is going to see blessing and favor and hope through the descendants of Abraham, which we know to be Jesus this blessing and this favor and this reversal towards the oppressed and to the poor was coming through Jesus. Who said that if you want to be great, be a servant. If you want to follow me, care for the poor. If you want to love God, love your neighbor, your enemy, and those least. And even if you give a drink of water, 
to the least, it will not be forgotten of you. And so Mary opens her mouth to this revolution that is coming through the person of Jesus. And to anyone who is oppressed, beat down, forgotten, she says, have hope. Because the God of the poor and of the oppressed and of the weak is on the move. And he has for not forgotten the cries of the needy. He is the savior of all. May you hear the voice of Mary reverberating. May you open your mouth and I and use our agency for the poor and the oppressed. May we have eyes to see those systems of oppression that still exist today and should not be. And may we align ourselves with Jesus who calls us again and again to find the life of Jesus, the hope of Jesus, and to put ourselves with the poor next to them. As Jesus said, when you're with them, you're with me. You are not forgotten, abandoned, or alone. May we have hope. So, Father, would your message through your messengers, Elizabeth, Mary, and the oppressed, may your message and your messengers find hope and open their mouths. May we all open our mouths to your goodness and to your kindness. May we have new eyes to see what you initiated and have brought. And even though it feels slow, and even though we would hope there would be more good and less oppression, may we not lose hope. Come, Lord. Come to those who are being oppressed, forgotten, minimized within our own context, within this room, within the city within our culture, in the United States. Come, Lord, for those who are being forgotten and oppressed in places of war. Come, Lord, for those who are being forgotten and oppressed in places with famine, who are hungry and in great need. Help, Lord, we pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Harvey. All right, so that you can grab the card. May you be an Elizabeth for someone. And if you're like, no, nah, I don't got it, but may you experience the, may you experience someone being Elizabeth for you. So church, may we encourage each other. May we speak those words of blessing over each other.